0: And hello again, dear ones. Reverend Robert with you here on a Friday evening. It's 5 o'clock on the Mountain Time Zone, and that means it is time for the good news here on the New Thought Media Network. So very grateful that you are with us. This is our opportunity each week to recap the inspiring news stories that uh, have found their way across my desk, uh, and I figure that uh, you'll enjoy as well. First up tonight, hey, this is really good news on. I'm, I'm going to share with you a little secret. It's been over 13 years since I had my last cigarette and good news is coming out of the National Center for Health uh, in 2022. Uh, A survey of over 20,000 adults age 18 and over were asked questions about their health, and many of them concerned smoking. Only one in nine adults said they were current smokers. That's 11.2% of of the survey. Uh, That's in comparison to about 42% of U.S. adults that were smokers in the 1960s. Between 2001 and 2003, an average of 35% of U.S. adults said they smoked cigarettes. We're down to 11.2%. That's good stuff. These things will kill you, you know. That's what I heard. That's what I've heard, at least. Uh, I'm so grateful that I personally am 13 years free from those things. Now, there are some other things that uh, are a little concerning. E-cigarette usage rose uh, almost 6% last year, uh, and that's up from about 4.5% the year before. Uh, Now, only 2% of high school students are smoking traditional cigarettes. That's really good. Uh, But about 14% were using e-cigarettes. So there is still a little bit of uh, work we need to get done there, folks. However, let's keep setting that good example and reminding people uh, these things will kill you. So don't do it. There we go. All right. Hey, I want to remind you that here on New Thought Media Network, we get most of our good news stories over at the goodnewsnetwork.org. I encourage you to head over to their website and give them some attention that they do so richly deserve. They do a great job of putting together stories, uh, and we find stories from all over the place. So if you know of somewhere uh, that we can find good news stories, drop us an email, goodnews at ntmedia.org. Uh, If you have a good news story you think we should be covering or something we should be looking into, let us know. All right, next up. Uh, This story is a bit in the making. Have you ever heard of a skyscraper being upcycled? Well, in Australia, that's exactly what has happened. Now, this all started back in 2014. A company in Australia named AMP Capital... Uh, had an idea. They wanted to replace their existing skyscraper headquarters. Now, it had been at one time, this was the tallest building in Sydney, uh, and they didn't want to get rid of the building. They didn't want to have the costs and and all the uh, ecological problems that come with tearing down a building of that size. You know, a lot of carbon gets captured in these buildings when they get built, and they didn't want to release that carbon back out into the atmosphere. So they set upon an idea to graft a second tower onto the existing core of the AMP Center and therefore not demolish it. By doing this, um, over 12,000 tons of CO2 were saved, which would have otherwise been created through the use of heavy machinery and the loss of the carbon capture in the cement. That's equal to about three years of the 49-story tower's maximum energy consumption that they were able to save. Now, built back in the 70s, the AMP Center uh, wasn't exactly ready to fall over or anything. Uh, It just didn't fit the company's needs any longer Uh, but they were unwilling to commit to the massive costs of carbon and money when other options uh, seemed available. So they started a contest. They ended up with three different architecture firms working together, uh, Danish Architects 3XN, an engineering company called ARUP, and the Australian Architecture Firms BBN. Uh, What a great idea, folks. Now, it's interesting because the original tower, when they got into this, the original tower had shrunk by up to about four meters. Yeah, that's a bit of, that's a bit of height. Uh, and they say that's from the weight and the compression of the cement and cement spacing out uh, after the tower, the original tower was built. So uh, they really had to figure it out as they went along as to how much weight they could put on, how the cement would have to stand and would hold up uh, the quay tower. Uh, the Quay Quarter Tower, actually as it's called, uh, did win the World Building of the Year upon its opening in late 2022. This is really big news. Imagine, 3xn hopes to serve. hopes this will serve as a case study for future uh, potential in upcoming towers. Upcycling our skyscrapers, folks. What a great idea! Let's not tear them down. Uh, let's build them up and, and make them new again. Love the idea. Hey, here's another really cool story about buildings and skyscrapers, and we've reported on this in the past. But now it's done. Uh, in Singapore's business district, a skyscraper has been co- become home to over eighty thousand different plants. Uh, it's called biophilic; is the name of the style of building now, and there's a number of these in Singapore. Uh, throughout the the building itself, uh, you go up about seventeen between floors seventeen and twenty uh, are all a wide open greenery. They call it the Green oasis floor, and it's accessible to the public. So a spiral path winds through the gardens. There's small replicate, replicas of tropical forests that are uh, much similar to what used to stand in those areas of Singapore before Singapore became Singapore. Um, this all got started in 2018, and, uh, and now it's finished. Uh, there's, uh, in total, the 51-story building houses over 80,000 trees and plants across 90,000 square feet of landscaped area. It's a reflection of the belief of the nation's founder, Lee Kuan-yen, who referred to the city as a garden city. Now, uh, it is, uh, again, one of only several skyscrapers in the area. And it's interesting. I love this story because I live here in Denver, Colorado, uh, and we're getting one of these. Uh, there's a bold plan for a new skyscraper in the Denver skyline uh, that will have... Uh, open empty space with trees and plants and everything else. Uh, We're going to report on that when it happens. And until then, we'll keep you informed on how these things are happening all over the world. And before we take a break, let's get off of this world. (laughs) Yes. Uh, New studies are coming out from the Mars rover. Uh, and what happened is the rover recently found evidence of salty liquid water droplets that may have indicated that they may have had snow and frost on the planet as recently as 400,000 years ago. Just a blip of time in, or in, or in the grand scheme of things. Uh, and uh, the article I read said, you know, we, we could put that in uh, perspective because scientists believe that Homo sapiens, us, uh, We evolved about 300,000 years ago. So there might have still been snow and water on Mars when humanity evolved. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, The study team found important morphological features on the dune surfaces, such as crusts, cracks, granulations, polygonal ridges, and a strip-like trace. Salt in these dunes, which is estimated to be be between 0.4 and 1.4 million years old, caused frost or snow to melt at low temperatures to form salty liquid water. The discovery was hailed by the IGG team as providing key observational evidence of liquid water at Martian Martian low latitudes where surface temperatures are relatively warmer and more suitable for life than at the higher latitudes. Hey, folks, we might not be alone, and we might not be alone in this solar system. Uh, we, There may have been a precursor before we walked the earth. You never know. Hey, we're going to take a real quick break. Let some of our sponsors say hello, let you know a little bit more about some of the fun stuff that's going on around New Thought Media Network. But please don't go anywhere. Hit the like button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. Let your friends and family know what we're doing here on Friday night. Invite them to come over and join us as we share more of that good news. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this.
1: Happy birthday, Camp Cedar Ridge. We invite you to come camp and celebrate our first year while in sacred service. May 19th through the 21st, we'll be restoring our beloved meditation labyrinth. Come camp with us for the weekend and all we'll ask you to cover are the meals. Vegetarian, vegan, and gluten-free options are available. That's the weekend of Friday, May 19th to Sunday, May 21st. You can bring your own tent or act fast and register for one of our glamping tents or bunkhouse beds while supplies last. We do have limited indoor accommodations for an additional fee. Find more details and registration at CampCedarRidgeOR.org slash lab.
0: help us say thank you to our organizational sponsors and donors, including the Hefferland Foundation, Affiliated New Thought Network, International New Thought Alliance, Science of Mind Archives and Library Foundation, Center for Spiritual Living Denver, Center for Spiritual Living Midtown Atlanta, New Thought Philadelphia, Planned Happiness Institute, Summit Center for Spiritual Living, Center for Spiritual Living on the Lake, Unity Spiritual Center, Kitchener, Ohm Center for Spiritual Living, Center for Spiritual Living, North Jersey, Unity of Savannah, Center for Spiritual Living, Seattle, and all of our individual donors and sponsors. for being a part of the New Thought Media
1: Network. Please come be you.
0: with more of the good news here on a friday evening i'm rem robert grateful to be with you grateful that you're here with us sharing in these good news stories and i do want to remind you we do get a number of our stories from the goodnewsnetwork.org, but we also get stories over at sunny skies Dot com at sunnyskies.com. They have a great collection of good news stories. They get a lot of funny stories over there too. If you want a little bit of humor in your life, you can find description uh, links to these pro these pages and more in the description of tonight's program please do check that out. And again, a big, huge thank you to all of our organizational sponsors and donors. If you'd like to get your name or organization included in the next version of our thank you movie, then please head on over to our website, ntmedia.org forward slash donate, or click on the donate button, Uh, drop a donation in there, make it any amount and make it a monthly donation. We'll add your information to our next thank you video. All right, let's get back into the stories. And this next story struck me because a couple of years ago, uh, an acquaintance of mine, her husband came down with uh, Jillian Barr syndrome. Now, if you haven't heard of this, um, it's a very rare but debilitating disease where someone's immune system begins to attack their own body's motor nerves. Uh, It causes muscle weakness and sometimes even paralysis. Now, it is uh, curable, and many people do recover from it. Our next guy here is a man named Ian, uh, Ian Palmer there. He's on the left. He's 71, and uh, he was battling this uh, and was in intensive care, was having a really hard time, and uh, his speech was affected. He had damage to his uh, larynx, and, uh, and he was really just having a tough time. And so the doctors transferred him to a neurological care center uh, in England, where he lives. And it's there that he met Claire. Claire's the, the woman there on the right with the guitar. Claire taught him mindfulness techniques using his favorite records, and he began listening to the Carpenters. To, as part of his healing. Now, Ian said he was admittedly skeptical, uh, but he is now walking up to two miles a day, having conversations with his family, and doing so much more now that these exercises have opened up, as he says, his brain. Pure metaphysics, folks. Claire taught the man mindfulness, meditation, and a number of breathing exercises, and did it all with the power of music. He had actually said, I'm a typical Northern man. And I thought, what's a girl with a guitar going to do for me? Get me to the gym. I'll fix this. Uh, But it really worked, he said. Claire sat me down and explained the process. I learned that music is very unlike other therapies and it opens up all of the brain. Claire asked him to start singing some of his favorite music uh, before going to bed every night. And he is still doing that. And he, uh, he, he likes the Carpenters. So uh, he does say that there uh, he couldn't have thought of a better song than that Carpenter's song, We've Only Just Begun. Yes, Ian, at 71, it would seem you have only just begun the next chapter in your life. Congratulations, sir. Good for you. Hey, next up, let's do another one of these. You know, we've been, uh, over the last several weeks, we've been talking a lot about the Innocence Project. Uh, stories and stories coming out of the Innocence Project. Well, this next one is just that. Lamar Johnson, a man on the right, served 28 years for a murder he didn't commit uh, when he was released. And it took many years by the Innocence Project. There was really only one person he wanted to meet, and that was his PayPal. Yes. <laughs> Ginny Schrappel. Uh, I hope I'm saying that properly, Jenny. Uh She has been writing back and forth. to. They've been writing back and forth to each other for 20 years. Uh, after many years, the original, the, the true culprits of the crime did, uh, did confess to the crime, uh, but that didn't immediately overturn Johnson's sentence. It took years of advocacy from the Innocence Project. Uh, to get him released. And when he was, he was able to be uh, uh, a meet for the very first time is Pen Pal. Wow. Good news stories there. Uh, They do get to spend regular time hanging together now. Uh, 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 Sorry, Uh, um, Lamar is quoted as saying, if you hold on to anger, you're just going to swap one prison for another. As much as there was a lot of setbacks over the years, there is a lot to be happy and grateful for. Reach out to someone that might need a friend. It could mean more than you know. Wow. Right on. Right on. I love these stories. I love them. Hey, folks, we are gonna we got a whole bunch more stories to come, but we're going to take another real quick break and come back with a whole stack of great hero of the week type stories. So don't go anywhere. Stay with us. We'll be back for more here on the New Thought Media Network and right after this. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Thought Media Network is on the rise. We're looking to grow with you. Do you have technical media experience or perhaps a desire to learn? Are you willing to volunteer your precious time and attention? We share this message to benefit all. If you possess a computer with a camera and a microphone, We will share our knowledge with you. Behind the scenes or being the star, let us bless our one. Contact us at info at ntmedia.org.
0: And we're back with more of the good news here on the New Thought Media Network. Thanks for joining us here, folks, on a Friday evening. So grateful you are with us. Let's jump into some, I, I, as many of you know, we often fill the third segment of our program with the stories of the people doing great work and doing good work in the world. And this week is no different, but we've got a whole bunch of them this week. So we saved a whole bunch of stories for laughs. We're going to run through these for you. First up, a New York train conductor doing 70 miles an hour coming into Terrytown Station, notices something up ahead and slams on his brakes. Turns out it's a three-year-old boy that's wandering around the tracks. Now the little boy uh, was is autistic and nonverbal didn't really understand what was happening. He had somehow uh, gotten separated from his mother and sister and fallen over a barrier and ended up dangerously close to that electrified third rail uh, that the New York train system has. Uh, luckily, the, the conductor was able, did spot the boy, and uh, that picture there is of his assistant conductor, Marcus Higgins, who went down on the tracks, gathered the boy up, brought him back onto the train, they took him into the station, and yes, he was reunited with his mother and sister. Thank you, gentlemen, Marcus, and there was no name for the conductor. I believe he wanted to remain anonymous. Good work, gentlemen. All right, next up, uh, this is as much a, a human doing a good job as a human doing a great job with technology Uh, Earlier this week, a police-operated drone successfully located a missing child in Ellensburg, Washington. Uh, A family called 911 to report their three-year-old daughter had ran off into the rough sagebrush around their remote residence. They'd already searched for 20 minutes and were worried about the little girl out among the steep canyons and other hazards of the high country where they live. Uh, Kittitas' county sheriff's deputies and detectives arrived within minutes and began the search. And then the sheriff's office and Kittitas Valley Fire and Rescue launched aerial drones to coordinate and help the ground personnel know where they were going. Uh, A drone pilot spotted the toddler in the brush and was able to give directions to the people on the ground to her location uh, she was when wandering for a good two hours and was about 300 yards uh, from the from her house in a shallow ravine. Good to know everybody was found safe. Good work out there, folks. Keep up being the heroes that you are. Now here's another one. Oh my gosh! Some some people called this guy Batman. Uh, a a quick thinking bus driver. Uh, prevented a completely what would have been a devastating accident as there was a driverless car that was out of control. Now, this all took place in uh, Turkey, the country of Turkey. The bus driver noticed an approaching vehicle moving recklessly down the road and stopped his bus. He then exited the bus and jumps into the moving vehicle's window and then was able to bring the driverless car to a complete stop simply by pulling the handbrake. Right on. Uh, there are no names associated with this. And this is the only photo I was able to find. Uh, the guy risked his life for uh, so that other people uh, wouldn't be hurt. How many people could think that fast to jump inside of a moving vehicle uh, after having just jumped out of your bus? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Next up, this is Aliera Kieran. I do hope I'm saying that properly. Uh, She's 18 years old and was on a bus with about 40 people, and the bus crashed into a car, and that all started a fire. She said, "I was up at the front, and I could see that all I could see was flames. It was like something out of Final Destination." She told the local news. Then we started hearing gunshot noises. And she realized it was the tires bursting. Everyone on the bus was panicking. She rushed to get off the bus. And two women with a baby were struggling to get off because of the mayhem and the chaos. One of the women was saying, someone needs to take my kid. So uh, she did. Aliera said, hopefully I'll never be in a switch situation like that again. Her father said, he is so proud. She had the mind and the wherewithal. To say, let me take the baby and get the baby off the bus as well. Good work, Aliera. We are so grateful for you. And, folks, you know, it's now a regular segment here. Our final story of the week is always going to be our hero. Yes, our hero of the week this week, Lois E. Carter... He is a seventh grader in Warren, Michigan. He had he desert- diverted disaster by thinking quickly. He was on the bus and went to g- and hurriedly grabbed the steering wheel and slammed on the brakes of the bus as the bus driver was having a medical incident. Bus mounted camera footage revealed the driver was losing control, and Reeves jumped into action from a full five rows back before shouting to his classmates to call nine one one. Uh, he had the wherewithal to, to push the brakes slowly, likely in anticipation that the bus was full of passengers. And it was an extraordinary act of courage and maturity, say school officials. Dylan Dylan's mother, Ireta Reeves, was understandingly beaming with pride uh, as her son was honored at a news conference. To do something like this fills my heart, makes my heart skip a beat to even watch that video again. I just can't even express the proudness. I'm extremely proud of him. Yes, Dylan, we are extremely proud of you as well. Congratulations, young man. You are our hero of the week. Folks, I'm Rev Robert. This is the New Thought Media Network. Thank you so much for being with us We love you. We support you. We can't wait to be with you again. And we invite you to stay with us tonight as Pastor Michael, Reverend Michael Mangus is with us in just a half an hour for our fireside chat happens every Friday evening. We'll be back at 815 with our evening prayers. And remember, tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Mountain Time. It is our Science of Mind and Spirit Saturday morning conversation series happens every week at 9 a.m. Mountain Time, so plan to join us for that as well. I'm out of here for now. Thanks for being with us. We look forward to seeing you again and again real soon. Until then, I wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now.